0: SECTION 3 OF BILLY BUNNY AND HIS FRIENDS BY DAVID COREY This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. CHAPTERS 11-15 to 15. CHAPTER 11 BILLY BUNNY WAS GOING TO HIS FIRST MOONLIGHT DANCE. ALL THE RABBITS WILL BE THERE, COTTON TAILS AND JUMPING HAIR. Underneath the moon's soft light, we will hop and dance tonight. Mrs. Billy Bunny sang as she put away the supper things. Oh, hurry, mother, please, cried Billy Bunny. When you begin to sing, it makes me want to dance right off. Now, Billy Bunny, said his mother, when they come to the dancing place on the pleasant meadow, If you hear me thump on the ground with my hind legs, you'll know there is danger, so you'll freeze right away. Billy Bunny knew what freezing meant, but in case you don't, I'll tell you. It means to stay perfectly still, just as though you were really frozen, you know. Well, pretty soon the dance began. Hoppity, 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 hop. Everybody was having great fun when all of a sudden, thump, thump, went somebody's hind feet. Billy Bunny never moved. He froze just where he was. But, oh dear me, there was one little bunny who didn't. And down came Robert Nighthawk like a great black shadow and carried him off. Of course, the moonlight dance broke up at once. Nobody wanted to dance any more after that. When Billy Bunny and his mother reached the Old Briar Patch, they found Mr. Bunny and little Bobby Tail eating a carrot, for they hadn't gone to the dance. There's no place like home, said Mrs. Bunny, and then she told them what a dreadful thing had happened. I've always said these moonlight dances were dangerous, said Mr. Bunny. Well, I'm glad to say that Billy Bunny minded like a little soldier, and Mrs. Bunny took off her bonnet and hung it up in the closet. He never moved after I thumped on the ground. If that other little rabbit had done the same, he'd now be safe at home with his family. Wasn't it a dreadful thing to even think of? The two little bunny boys shivered and crept up close to their father. Then he said, I'm going to tell you a little story, so listen to me. Daddy Fox is very sly. He may catch you by and by, so look out for him, I say, and be careful every day. "'Robber Hawk is very sly, and he sails across the sky. "'So be careful every night, least of you he catch a sight. "'And if the weathercock on our old red barn doesn't sing, "'it's a long way to Jersey City, and keep me awake all night "'so that I can't get up too early to catch the train.' I'll tell you in the next story how the Bunny Brothers fooled Daddy Fox. Chapter 12 Billy Bunny and Bobby Tail were alone in their little house in the old briar patch, for Mrs. Bunny had gone to make a call. But first she had told them to be sure and keep the doors locked until she came home. But, oh, dear me! They had forgotten all about the back door. And this is how Daddy Fox got in. Yes, sir. Daddy Fox walked right in, and before the little bunny boys could hide, there he stood grinning and showing his long, white teeth. How do you do, Billy Bunny? Billy Bunny answered that he didn't feel very well. And how do you do? Bobby Tail said he thought he was going to have a sick headache. Then Daddy Fox grinned and grinned, as if he were so pleased to see them. The little rabbits crept closer together and looked toward the back door. But there wasn't any use in trying to run out, for Daddy Fox would surely catch them. Oh, wasn't it dreadful, all alone in the house, With Wicked Daddy Fox? Then, all of a sudden, they heard Robbie Redbreast saying very softly, Go to the cupboard and show Daddy Fox the frosted cake in the big tin box. Billy Bunny scratched his left ear with his right hind foot and pretended he didn't hear and Bobby Tail wiggled his little pink nose sideways so fast that it made Daddy Fox cross-eyed to look at him. And as Daddy Fox was a little deaf, he didn't hear the song at all because, you see, it was sung so softly. Now wasn't that lucky for the little rabbits? Then, right away quick, Billy Bunny said to Daddy Fox, Won't you have some frosted cake? It's over in the cupboard on the top shelf in the tin cake box. Daddy Fox walked across the room and opened the cupboard. But the cake box was way out of reach, so he had to pull up a chair and stand on his tippy toes. Just as he opened the cake box, the two little rabbits hopped through the door, lippity lip clippity-clip, and before Daddy Fox could catch them, they were safe inside Cousin Cottontail's house. At this time, they didn't forget to lock the door, you may be sure. And if you'll be very good and not ask me to tell you what's going to be in the next story, I'll tell you a little secret. There wasn't any frosted cake in the big tin box after all. Chapter 13 Good morning, Mr. Happy Sun. I'm glad you came so soon. You've seared away the nighty bird and shined away the moon. Billy Bunny stood up on his hind legs. Then he wriggled his little pink nose and scratched his left ear. I wonder what I'll do today, he said to himself. Then off he went, lippity hop, clippity hop, down the pleasant meadow. He hadn't gone very far when he saw Tommy Turtle. So, billy bunny rapped on the roof of Tommy Turtle's house. For Tommy Turtle always carries his house with him, rain or shine, summer or winter, anywhere and everywhere he goes. His little shell house goes with him. No, sir, Tommy Turtle never moves out of his house, nor does he ever have to pay rent. Is Tommy Turtle at home, said little Billy Bunny, and he hopped behind a bush quicker than a wink, so the turtle shouldn't see him. Yes, I'm at home, but who's knocking?' called out the scary turtle from inside his shell. You see, just as soon as the little rabbit touched him, he pulled his head and tail inside his house. That's the way turtles always do. They're so afraid somebody will grab them before they can get out of sight. But Billy Bunny didn't answer. Oh my, no. He just kept perfectly still and watched Tommy Turtle twist his head this way and that way to see who had knocked on his door. Well, by and by, after a little while, Tommy Turtle started off again for the old mill pond to take his swim. Then Biddly Bunny hopped softly after him and knocked again. Whoever you are! "'cried Tommy Turtle angrily. "'You ought to have better sense "'than to knock on other people's doors "'just to plague them. "'And if you'd used a telescope, "'you couldn't have seen the tip of his nose "'or the end of his tail, "'for he'd pulled them in mighty quick. "'Ha, ha!' laughed the little rabbit. "'I won't tease you any more.' It's me, Billy Bunny. But oh dear me, Billy Bunny was so taken up with Tommy Turtle that he didn't notice a shadow on the path. No, sir, he didn't see Rubber Hawk at all. But Tommy Turtle did. Look out, he yelled. Well, sir, you should have seen that little rabbit. He hopped so fast into a hollow stump that he got inside two minutes and a half before his tail did. And if he doesn't have to stay there too long, because the wicked old hawk won't go away until I get a gun and shoot him, I'll let you guess what Billy Bunny does in the next story. Chapter 14 One Stormy Day The milkman forgot to leave any milk at the old briar patch, so towards evening Mrs. Bunny sent her two little bunny boys up to the farm yard to borrow some from Mrs. Cow. But just as they were going to give her their little tin pail, who should come into the shed but the big farmer himself? If it hadn't been for the big pile of straw, I don't know, I'm sure, what they would have done. Well, anyway, they just managed to hide in time. Then the big farmer took his milk pail and a one-legged stool and began to milk Mrs. Cow. And every once in a while he'd look over at the straw pile which frightened the little rabbits almost to death. They didn't dare to move, and, oh dear me, Billy Bunny got black in the face holding his breath, and Bobby whispered, "'Snake's alive! You'll drive me wild! You're turning into a colored child!' "'Shh!' said Billy, but it was a good thing he had to speak." "'for if he hadn't, he might have burst pretty soon. "'I was only holding my breath "'so the straws wouldn't tickle my nose and make me sneeze. "'Then all of a sudden, Mrs. Cow shook her head "'and the bell on her neck made a great tinkle-tinkle. "'She did it on purpose, don't you see, "'to keep the big farmer from hearing the bunny boys.' "'Steady there, Mrs. Cow,' said the farmer. And by and by the milk pail was full, and he went away. And oh, how glad the little rabbit children were. They hopped out and brushed the straw off their fur coats and parted their hair in a little looking glass Mrs. Cow gave them. And just then Mr. Sharptooth Rat ran in. "'Hello, bunny boys!' What are you doing up here, a stormy evening like this? You let them alone and go about your business, said Mrs. Cow, lowered her head and ran at Mr. Sharp Tooth Rat. I'll stick my horns right through your ears if you don't. My, you should have seen that rat skip through a hole in the shed. But when he was safe outside, he called back, Mrs. Cow, Mrs. Cow, you'd toss me high if I weren't very quick and sly. I'll come tomorrow for my corn, Mrs. Cow, Mrs. Cow, with the crumpled horn. And if the moon doesn't come down and jump over Mrs. Cow, I'll tell you in the next story how the Little Rabbit Brothers spent the night in the old cow shed and in the morning went skating on the babbling brook. Chapter 15 It was very early when Billy Bunny and Bobby Tail started out the next morning for the old briar patch. I guess it was only 15 o'clock. Maybe it was earlier. Anyhow, Cocky Docky had just sung his two o'clock song and Mrs. Cow was still sound asleep. But oh me, oh my, you should have seen her horns. Do you believe it? They were done up in curl papers. Don't let's wake her, whispered Billy Bunny. Maybe she won't like to have us see those funny curl papers on her horns. Mother never does. You know, of course, Mrs. Bunny didn't have horns. What Billy Bunny meant was that she did her ears up in curl papers. Well, anyway, the little rabbits didn't say goodbye to Mrs. Cow on account of the curl papers. After a little way, not so very far, they came to the babbling brook. And wasn't it nice? It was all frozen over. And willy wind had blown so hard all night that there wasn't a speck of snow on it. Why, the ice was as smooth as a plate glass window in a candy shop. But when they tried to skate home, oh dear, oh dear, Willie Wind wouldn't let them. No siree. He blew them right down to the old mill pond and over the mill dam before they could say, Pinky Pink is the bottle of ink. And just as they slid under the railroad bridge, a train of cars came by. "'Toot, toot, tooty-toot! Look at the scared little rabbit's scoot!' "'I think that was a very mean thing for the engine whistle to say. "'Don't you? And the conductor on the train must have thought so too, "'for he dropped a paper cornucopia full of candy right down to the little rabbit's. But. Oh dear me, would you believe it? That cornucopia just wouldn't stand still. It spun around and around like a top and every once in a while took a shoot over to Billy Bunny. Then it would spin away again just when he thought he had it. Did you ever go into a candy shop to buy five cents worth of candy? And then find that you had lost your nickel? Well, that's just the way the bunny brothers felt. Here was a whole cornucopia full of candy, and they couldn't get it. But all of a sudden, something happened. The string around the cornucopia caught on a stick that was frozen in the ice, and the cornucopia came to a stop. And my, how glad the rabbits were. And if the peppermint sticks don't turn into barber poles and choke the bunny brothers, you shall hear in the next story how Old Man Weasel tries to put them into a rabbit stew. Not the peppermint sticks, but Billy Bunny and Bobby Tail. End of Section 3. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C.